Flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. Cincinnati, Ohio. One more hour and I'll be home. Close my eyes and rest my bones. Can't be more than a mile or so from Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to the Hunt for Reds October podcast. I'm your host, Coop, and tonight we've got some people here to talk some Reds baseball with you. Let's start with the newcomer to the podcast, Corey. Also, also at Reds GM on Twitter. How are you tonight? Oh, just lovely. Not hungover at all. Well, <laughs> that's good. We also got uh, Burmy on and his sexy voice, Burmy. Hey, Coop. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, pardon my uh, lack of voice here. I, uh, you know, want to thanks for back on and I give a shout out to Ram at Uncrap. Shout out to Ram who's dealing with sick kids. We also got uh, Branch on. Branch, how you doing? Hey, uh, I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me back on. Same as Burmy. Um want to give a shout-out to Kev. Kev, we miss you. Come back on the podcast sometime. We love you, buddy. Yeah, shout-out to Kev. We have Callie, the sponsor of the podcast. How are you tonight? Very drunk. Very drunk. <laughs> I'm very not drunk. I didn't know we were doing this whole thing, and I made some beverages. We also have Sarah on tonight. Sarah, how are you? Hey, Cooping, everybody else. I'm good. Hang hey, Bubba. Glad to be back. Hello. And last but not least, we have Sober Jer on tonight's. Jer, how are you? Terrifying. <laughs> Proud of you. Ah, well, we'll see about that. Who asked if I was one third as drunk as you usually are, and I felt like it was offensive. I wear it as a badge of honor, to be honest. <laughs> I thought it was offensive to both of us, just saying. So so the Reds signed Pedro Strope officially today to a one-year, I believe, $1.85 million, something like that. He's had some good years with the Cubs. Last year was kind of eh. But uh, over the previous years, I mean... He had, you know, a whip of 0.88 in 2016, a whip of 0.98 in 2018. So he had some good years. Like I said, last year, he was I think he was injured a little bit, only threw 41 innings. But Pedro Strope in the bullpen. Burmy, how, uh, how does that hit you? I love, uh, I love this signing because he has one of the best ground ball rates of anybody out there right now. Um, in terms of relief pitching, it's about I think it was fifty two point nine percent. He also he does walk hitters at a, at a higher rate than you would like to see, but he strikes out a lot as well. And uh, he has an edible slider, so you know we got right hand Amir Garrett basically when it comes to the the slide piece. So I think if you give him enough time with Derek Johnson, uh, I think he might be able to pull him out of the rut he's been in for the last couple of years, and it's there. If not, it'll be DFA'd by June, and that's the end of that. So it's a it's a low-risk, high-reward situation um, from a financial standpoint, from a pitching standpoint, you know, from what it, you know, the stuff he has standpoint. Um, I hope he eliminates a few pitches and just kind of rocks with two or three, and uh, we'll see at the end of the sixth inning or beginning of the seventh inning. We kind of go with like a fastball slider and just screw everything else kind of thing. Yeah, pretty much. Especially if he's going to come in and get like the landing. Yeah. 
Corey, give us your your mom's uh, a swine, please. Corey, give us your thoughts on Pedro's trip. I think it's a perfect move. Um, you know, that was kind of the you know, if they're not going to make a move at short, the bullpen is clearly the place where they can add a couple of these, you know, million, two million guys, and you know. You just keep throwing guys out there and roll with whoever's working. Strope's been really good for a long time up to last year. So, you know, it's the way relievers are. You just grab a bunch of them and you see who's throwing well and you get rid of the guys that don't. And really, at best, he's he's going to be like your seventh inning guy because Amir Garrett in a typical night would be your eighth inning guy and Iglesias in the ninth, especially with the new three-batter minimum. You don't have to worry about knifey spoony. <laughs> but at the same time, you can play the – you can play left and right in the lineup, and like you said, he's he's basically in the mirror Garrett with fastball slider. You can screw guys in the seventh, then switch over in the eighth, depending on which way it goes. And if Stroop is on, $2 million is a damn steal. Fair enough. And you've got a guy, and bullpenner is so volatile anyway. It's Those guys go great years, two terrible years, one great year, three terrible years. Well, actually, they don't get three terrible years because three terrible years with those guys, they go out. As he said, it's perfect low risk, high reward. Shit, two million dollars ain't nothing. Now, if he if he rolls into fifty innings, sixty innings, my I'm sorry, appearances that he shows up and gets three guys out, everyone's happy. Branch. Yeah, I I love this signing. Uh, the Cubs last year, there was some articles out, and I went back and looked at them. They started dicking with his mechanics in spring training. And uh, then he ended up fighting through some injuries throughout the year when they tried to start, you know, going back to what he had always been, which is basically a uh, two and a half to three ERA pitcher that gives you about uh, 61 innings a year out of the bullpen, which is fucking excellent. So yeah. I, I think, uh, I don't even think there's a very high risk here. You know, there, there's things that can explain what happened last year. Uh, with him because uh, yeah, going back to 2013, uh, the highest ERA he had was 15, but uh, 2.91. Um, you know, and then it ballooned to 4.97 last year. But as I said, there's reasons behind that. So this is a great little signing. It takes somebody from the Cubs that the Cubs wanted. Yeah, because fuck the Cubs. And uh, thank you. I, love I absolutely love it. Callie, give me your Pedro Strope thoughts. They've done worse. There's a joke there, and I'm just going to let that one go. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, the second I said that, I, I was like, man, that was dumb. That was really stupid. That's yeah. the awesome. one. That's, I like it. That's your, one, that's your one break. I gave you one break. <laughs> anyway, thank you. Uh, so there's something. Anyway. There's something um, else that. No, I, I like him. You like him. What? Uh, Sarah. Give me your Pedro Strope thoughts and analysis. Well, with less than one home run per nine innings historically, that's not a bad thing. And, you know, creeping up this last year just because of the injuries, you know, maybe we get him healthy and, and, and then it's better. And it goes back to being less than one and he's a great bullpen guy. That's good things for us. <laughs> Now I sound both smart. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so with Pedro Strope comes, I think, a stupid uh, anecdote 
where people don't like the way he was hat. So if you ever seen Pedro's well, stroke pitch, oh, he, he, he just kind of wears it off to the side a little bit. And who cares? I mean, Brandon Phillips did it. I mean, it's a little more pronounced with stroke. Yeah, he did. Well, I he like doesn't. Him. Yeah. Oh, so absolutely I just decided did. that I like him. I don't even know who the hell we're talking about. So, uh, Can I shout out Kelly? Because Kelly gave me this bottle of vodka that I have eviscerated. Also, love you, Kelly. See you Saturday. Shout out, Kelly. Shout out to Love Kelly. Uh, <laughs> I need to go to bed. <laughs> Pedro Strope's hat. We're going to start with Corey because he's coherent. Um, <laughs> I personally have no problem with the way he wears his hat, and I'm assuming you don't either, but give me your thoughts. I like the way – I like that people get mad about it because it's the exact people you would expect would be mad at something dumb about a hat. Boomers. Yeah, they, I, you know, Pete Rose supporters and people who don't like Pedro Strokes hat, or that's just a circle. Circle jerk. Uh, Branch, give me your uh, Pedro Strope hat thoughts. I could give a shit less, and it, it, it cracks me up that people get upset about it, and I'm not going to call them boomers. I'm just going to call them racist because that's what the problem is. <laughs> It makes them when the black guy does something different. It makes me feel uncomfortable, and I don't like it. And that's basically what's going on. Shout out to Ryan, Uh, (laughs) Sarah. (laughs) Sarah, give me your Pedro Stroke hat thoughts. You know what? Let the boy do what the boy's gonna do. Get your fucking panties out of a wad, or maybe by a bigger size. They're cutting off oxygen to your brain. Let people be people and do what they want to do. Jeremy, hmm? your, th- your thoughts on that? All I all I want in the world is for someone to create the Pedro Stirrups hat account on Twitter, and crooked means he got blown up, and straight means that I'm sorry, reverse that. Crooked means he did well, and straight means he didn't do well. And we could have a shit ton of fun with that, couldn't we? I'm sure it's only a matter of time before the before the well, evil Pedro Strope. I'm sorry, don't be an evil an evil Strope yeah. account because or a fucking civil war Strope account because yeah. Yeah, that's just how no it one goes. has no, but, I'm looking right now, there are actually multiple Pedro Strope hat accounts. Right. Nobody's original anymore. Except for me. Uh Callie. Pedro Strope hat. Multiple Pedro Strope Yeah, apparently there are. No, if you're bitching about the way some dude wears a hat, I, I cannot relate to you. We have nothing in common. Burmy, give me your thoughts on Pedro Strope and his hat. Yeah, do whatever you want. It doesn't matter how he wears his hat, and I think it's Claire Massa today about it. So I don't know. I don't understand people give a shit about why being. You know why he wears his hat? They love Griffey, who would wear it backwards if he was allowed to, and wore it everywhere. So, you know, at the end of the day, I just think it's stupid for people to get upset about the way he wears his hat. Can I intervene for a second? Honest question: By the rules, and I have absolutely no idea. Is it illegal to wear your hat completely backward on the field of play? I believe so I, because it's not. Is it? It's not helping. I believe so because it doesn't protect against the sun. Okay, like, man, I don't give a shit if he wears it backward. 
He can put it in his pocket for all I care. Get guys out. <laughs> that's, that's all I care about. I yeah. feel like I remember a thing when they did the turn ahead the clock promotion and they had to like get a special thing because all the Mariners wanted to wear them backwards. For Griffey. So it might be against the Oh, rules. okay. So there is actually a rule. I don't know. Honestly, I, I don't feel know. like I remember that yeah. for some reason, though. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Major League Baseball, I guarantee you there's a rule. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. they decide how many stripes you're allowed to have on your socks. It's They're kind of assholes like the NFL and everyone else. So so let's, let's change topics a little bit. John Heyman the other day sent out a tweet that the Reds had offered Marcelo Zuna three years and $50 million. Of course, Ozuna took the one-year $18 million deal with the Braves, and then the Reds signed Nick Castellanos. So, Burmy, your thoughts. Do you think that the three years and $50 million was a good offer, or are you glad that he passed it up and the Reds signed Castellanos? Yeah, I mean, Castellanos is the hotter hand right now. You know, between the two players, I'd rather have Castellanos. Uh, when it comes down to it, um, you know, uh, Castellanos is able to finagle the one-year opt-out, where I'm sure Ozuna could have done the same thing. You know, maybe they weren't going to give him $18 million for one year. You know, maybe that was discussed. I'm assuming it was discussed. So maybe that was just too much for the rest of the lot in that regard. Um, one season. But, yeah, I, I say Ozuna worth 3 and $50 million? Sure. But... Do I think Castellanos is a better player right now? Yes. So, to me, I think both sides won. He gets to go play with, you know, Amy Jr. and Ozzy Albies and Freddie Freeman. And, and, you know, Nick Castellanos basically could stay for four years if he likes it or could leave after one. So, I think the Braves, the Reds, and the players involved, I think everybody benefits mutually from this decision. Corey, give me your uh, thoughts on the uh, supposed contract that was offered. I mean, it seems like those guys are really a coin flip. So it comes down to, you know, with the opt-out, it's basically a $16 million deal versus an $18 million deal if both perform the way they should. So I think the Reds are going to be fine. Um, but, you know, I and can you blame him for wanting to go to Atlanta right now? I mean, that's probably a little better situation. And there are more bats, and the Reds are going to have to split between everybody out there right now. Branch. Yeah, really good with it. I never, I never really liked Ozuna at all. I think he's a uh, twig with better stat cast stats. Um, I, you know, and I don't know why I'm so down on him. I just, there's something, I, it's probably him doing that goofy ass up against the wall play on defense that just, is a seed in the back of my head that I just can't get out of it. But I just, I, I just had a bad feeling in my gut about him belonging. You know, if he has a great year, he's, he's with a good club. Um, and I like Cassiano's because he's younger. Um, you know, when it, when it was, when I was first thinking about him, Puig and Cassiano's as a, as outfielders, you know, Cassiano's wins the young battle every time. And, uh, I like, I like guys a little bit younger. Um, same as MLB does. <laughs> Same as everybody team does. So you know, that's pretty much my thoughts on it. I, th- I think it's going to work out good for everybody, and it's probably going to be. I, honestly, we hope it's a one-year deal because if it's a one-year deal, Castellanos had a great year, an absolutely amazing year, and the Reds get a draft pick out of it. You know. 
True, true. Jerry, give me your uh, thoughts on that contract offer. Oh, I, I'm with Branch as far as Azuna and Marcianos. That Marciano. <laughs> Marciano. Azuna and yeah, Castellanos. Now they're both playing. They're both playing for one year, and they're going to show their ass, hopefully, and they get paid after. And for a different episode, I'd love to have the discussion of the opt-out becoming a thing in Major League Baseball the same way it's become in NBA. And it's perfect for the kids, for the athlete. The best possible situation, again, is he's his ass off. We go to the World Series. Everybody, everyone's happy at that point. So I'd be pretty happy with the World Series. Even to get there is a trip. All right, Callie. You'd be happy with the series? That's where you would be so happy with a World Series. I don't hate it as much as some people probably do, but I definitely don't prefer it to the Castellanos agreement. That's it's a way better deal. So I don't, I don't regret that or anything. That's kind of a lot of money. It's too much. Sarah, give me your thoughts on uh, the purported offer. Then. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I will take Tatiana's OPS over Azuna's OPS this year, and they're both playing for a contract. Believe it or not, I'll take it by 15 points. I wanted to get everybody's thoughts since it, it it's not really Reds related, but the Mookie Betts trade. There was for a second last night. We're recording this on Wednesday night. There was there was the. There was a report that maybe the Reds were the third team in the deal, and that turned out to be false. But So the Red Sox only got Alex Verdugo and that pitcher from the Twins for Mookie Betts and Price. And the, <laughs> the Boston media has been tearing them up for it because Boston is not a small market team, yet they're crying poor. So, yeah. uh, Burmy. Give me your thoughts on that Mookie Betts trade, and uh, what what do you see as the ramifications of it? Since you know you've got a big market team crying poor over it. Well, first of all, every big market team can suck it down. You guys all know how much I hate the Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers of the world. Second of all, it sucks they traded him to another big market team. I mean, I, I mean, I think that just speaks for itself. I would love to have seen him kind of like the fuck wins. Um, Side note, the Twins can come to my head out of the deal is a great piece for the Twins because the AL Central sucks, so I think they can win the division, and that just helps them even further rebound that feat they pulled off last year. Um, but, yeah, I, correct me if I'm wrong, I haven't delved into the details of this. Was David Price involved in this too? Yes, he's going to the Dodgers, and I think they said that yeah. the Red Sox are paying roughly half of the $96 million that's owed. They sent about twenty. I think, and which it ended up being like a forty-two, dude. Yeah, yeah, they sent. Yeah, they sent about half of what price is owed because price is owed ninety-six million. So the forty-two, yeah, that's about half. Price should have come to the Reds because he went to Vanderbilt just like Derek Johnson and Kirk Casale. Corey, your thoughts? I wish the Reds had been in on this deal. Clearly, I mean, imagine. Bets and then price in the rotation. You could have traded one of the shortstop, and now you are clearly the best team in the division, especially at the return that 
it took to get him. I mean, they didn't. The Dodgers didn't give up much at all. They really did. Getting who a guy who's one of the best players in the game, and yeah, David Price isn't what he used to be, and is clearly overpaid for what he's producing now. But he's still a good pitcher. Yeah, it's not like he's you know. I mean, he he's not that far removed from contending for Cy Youngs. So just because he's owed a lot of money, I I just there's just something amiss with this that the Red Sox of all people are cutting salary. And no, the, they had to get the they had to get on the tax threshold. It's very simple that they're playing the game and they're trying like a. And they wanted to prospect because that's how they built their team was off of mostly prospects, believe it or not. That's just the perfect example. It's astounding that, and I love it because it's one of the greatest examples of the luxury tax somewhat working. It's awful. It ain't good. And it ain't a hard salary cap and a hard salary floor and blah, 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 that we can all talk about that on a different episode. But that said, it did make them wonder how much are we going to pay, which is fantastic. And the fact that they sent Price with it and sent $20 million with him, roughly, whatever the hell it was, they just want to get under the tax threshold. They're trying to revamp through the farm system, and it wasn't that good of a trade for them at all. They're not reloading. They're revamping somehow. And don't get me wrong. I'd love to see the Red Sox and Yankees, Dodgers even, suck for about five years. It'd be fantastic. But it's just not going to happen because they can walk out the same way the Yankees didn't spend $300 million on a player. Branch, your thoughts on the <laughs> on the Betts trade? All right. First of all, I do think that the Reds were involved in initial talks in some of this. That's true that it got leaked out that they were that they possibly were the third team involved before we knew it was Minnesota. Um, because more than likely they were involved. Well, and that but, uh, that Dodgers beat writer, now. that Dodgers beat writer did mention the Reds last night. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're fine. You're fine. That's that's what I'm saying. He did because that's what he had heard. And you know, as the deals coming together, you know, they probably had you know Dick Nick on the phone one side going, "Hey, you know, can you do this? Can you do that?" And then Minnesota on the other side, "Can you do this? Can you do that?" And it ended up working out better to the Dodgers and the Red Sox for Minnesota to get involved, which that's totally fine. That's what, you know, it, it's how this works. And I, I, I love the, the fact that he got moved because the, uh, the trade market's been stale as shit, really. This year's been like the opposite of the last two winters where everybody's just going ahead and getting all the free agents that you can get. And uh, not doing a whole lot of trades. In the last two years, we've seen a lot more trades than we've seen early free agent signings. I mean, shit. Last year, what we were looking at uh, a starting tour and a major reliever not even being signed until what May. Yeah, Ky- Keiko uh, and uh, it jumps off the mountain, dude. Kimball. Uh, like Kimball. Kimball. And uh, so I absolutely adore that this actually went down. Um, I get what Boston's trying to do. Uh, you know, they had a new GM come in. They're about to lose a shit ton of draft picks. Um, I'm kind of hoping that Dick and Nick are in the ear of their new GM up there in Boston going, hey, 
you know, make sure that you don't forget number if you decide that Xander might need to move. It also makes it better in the long run for us getting Lindor or for the Reds getting Lindor before the trade deadline. This trade actually made the Twins better. I mean, they're they're counting on Homer Bailey to eat a lot of innings. They need all the pitching. pitching they if they if if the Twins come out and dominate and knock the damn Indians down, like you know, put the Indians down ten to fifteen games back by the middle of May, I'm fine with you know the Indians going, hey Reds, you know that offer you had for us uh, back at uh, yeah. back in December, you know, well, let, let, let's start talking again, you know, and and then Lindor comes over to the Reds, so. I, I think this is a good deal overall. I really do. Sarah, your thoughts on Mookie Betts in Los Angeles? Um. Okay. Cool. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fine. I didn't respond. To that. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I mean, good for him, but Boston, what is he doing, baby? Getting rid of one of the third best players in the league right now. You know. But okay. Do you, Callie? I mean, I'm glad that we didn't pay that kind of money for him. But uh, I don't know. With, some, with someone like that, it's hard to it's hard to say what somebody with that kind of talent is worth. But I'm glad that the Reds did not pay more than they needed to. But I mean, I, he's a great player, and I, I do think it's kind of odd that the Red Sox. I mean, of, of all the teams, that is strange that they don't want to keep him. But, you know, whatever. They must have had some kind of indication that he wasn't going to resign because why else would you trade a guy who, I mean, you're talking about a top five player in baseball right now. Right. Branch, you sound like you're about to say something. Go ahead. I think I think that it just goes to show you how bad they wanted to get rid of that price contract. That you they know? were willing to get rid of a top five player to get get out from under $96 million. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's just it. it I, it's they were looking at it from a got to go and whatever it takes to do it. If you Which know is that stupid because I think Price is going to have a better season than Kershaw. That's just me personally, but I think he will. Yeah, Kershaw's coming off that injury. Jared, you know sound like you want to say something? Go ahead. If you know that top player, top five player isn't going to sign back with you, yeah, you package him with the shitty contract and you move him. And I don't. I have no idea. There, whatever the hell happened there, happened there. The guy was not going to resign for whatever reason. It doesn't matter. So they knew they couldn't do it. So you move him to what you can get for him. And the trick is, it seems like a shitty deal, but they got what they could. He's yeah. he, he's had to have told them that he's not signing. Not happy one way or the other that he wasn't going to sign. And he did his last arm year, and he's making a shit ton of money, and everyone's happy. At a how certain point, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. How old is how old, how old is, is Betts? Yeah. Uh, hang on a second. I'm gonna see how old he is real quick. I probably could have googled twenty six. Like he's only yeah. twenty six. Yeah. Did you see? Uh, no, he's twenty seven. He's he's twenty seven. Why don't we move on to the Tom Bird Memorial Corn Hog of the Week, Corey? Uh, this is where we go around and nominate the biggest dick of the week. Tom Brennan won the first one. Tom Brennan won the first one, so that's why. Yeah. It's the Tom Brennan Memorial Cornhog of the Week. The biggest dick of the week. Corey, since you're new, why don't you start us off? Who's the biggest dick well, of the week? 
It's Tom again, because he had to ask Pedro Strope about his hat today in his introductory press conference. Oh, God, did he? He did? Oh. Yes. Apparently. I've seen it on Twitter. I haven't listened yet. Apparently, he asked during the Reds hot stove. The yeah. Either yeah. way. Either. Don't get me wrong. Oh, that's but awful. Oh, yeah, he's... No, it's... Viciously high blood pressure just went up, so that's actually who I vote for as well as Tom. <laughs> you know, taking it back, classic. So, Branch, <laughs> who's your nominee? New era spring training hat designer guy. The creepy... Oh, my creepy God, Mr. That was so fucking bad. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> That they was have, pretty bad. And you have 17. You have 13, and they fuck up 27. It's amazing. Get me a goddamn job. Like MS Paint, I can come up with something better. <laughs> Jesus. Sarah, do you got I'll a nominee for your Tom Brennan Memorial Cornhog of the Week? I would totally go with the new era guys, too, because whoever approves that shit needs to be fucking hard and feathered and get on fire. Jared. Who's your biggest dick of the week? No one. Shut up. <laughs> okay. All right. I think I'm going to go with Tom Brenneman, too, because, yeah, I didn't know that he asked that question, and that's awful. Oh, that's, that's awful. I think it's about time to wrap up this podcast. Uh, we'll go around the room here, and we'll have everybody give their final thoughts. Cal's with you. Give me your final thoughts. Everybody has caused me to have wrinkles, and therefore you all owe me like 20 bucks. So you can Venmo me at Callie Fugate. Find that on my Twitter account and send me cash because you all made me wrinkly and old and weird. Yeah, send, send Callie money because she's the sponsor of the podcast, and that money might indirectly come to me. Jer, right, give me your bye. final thoughts. One thing. Are we doing an opening day podcast? There will be another opening day podcast, yes. Where are you planning on doing the podcast? I don't know yet. Yeah, we'll figure that out. No big deal. Yeah, we got a couple months. All right, Corey, give me your final thoughts. Thanks for having me on. It was uh, terribly entertaining. <laughs> it's usually no, not this terrible. terrible. <laughs> that should be a byline. Terribly. Oh, it's going to take a while to edit this one. Branch, your final thoughts. Uh <laughs> I love you all very much. <laughs> yeah, um, final thoughts are: it's been an exciting week in Major League Baseball in the hot stove, the hot fucking stove. Anything this week other than you know officially signed up? That last week I was I, I said the Reds would make a huge trade by the start of the, by, by opening day. What? With the way things went down with trade this week, I think they will make it mid season or early season. You talking about a little uh little um. What is his name? Francie? Little, little Francie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little, little Francie, little Lily coming down. I'm thinking about in the Queen Lindor City myself. for a little bit. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I would love well, if Francie and Lindor would come hang out with our team for just, I don't know, a few months, a few months, whatever. That, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Come kick it real hard, Francie. We would love to see you. Burmy had to drop off so he doesn't have any final thoughts. But uh, Sarah, give me your final thoughts. I just want to know when I can go back to the ballpark and get drunk with my friends. A couple months. I don't. What is it like? March twenty sixth? Is that opening day? It's something yeah. like that. Yeah. 
I think she'll be there as March 28th Ninth. or 9th. Something like that. Yeah. We are 50 days from opening day, and I'm anxiously awaiting now that the NFL is done and uh, got the NBA trade deadline tomorrow, but Reds baseball is back. 50 you know days. who didn't win the Super Bowl? The 49ers. The 49ers did not win the Super Bowl. Fuck you, Coop. The 49ers did not win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I... Who is who knocked out the only thing that I've cared about for fucking months. <laughs> other than maybe like Pokemon Go. The Packers is the only thing I cared about for at least two months. And okay. to see the Real 49ers lose was, it, it felt good. It felt, it felt right. It felt good for you. It felt yeah. right. So I got one more final thought, and that's that Doug at Doug Dirt 24 uh, owner, operator of RedsMinorLeagues.com, and also uh, works for Red Leg Nation and some other things. Doug, you have the worst taste in takeout pizza. Domino's is not the best pizza. And I'm just, I'm just ashamed for you. Really. Doug, Which, I don't. I don't know that I actually like Doug because he did not fulfill my request that I ever made of him, which was to bring me a cactus from the place that he was already the fuck at. He did not have to go out of his way. But he did nothing for me, by the way. Nothing. Failed so shout me. out to Doug. Shout out Doug. Ruined my fucking fall. Anyway, Domino's thin crust pizza is the most what is that? delicious it's so fucking good doug that's the first thing that you've ever said that i'm pretty sure i agree with you wholeheartedly buy me a cactus because frankly you piss me off and you owe me <laughs> oh my lord so for Burmy who had to drop off and branch and sarah callie jer and Corey for joining us for the first time this is coop saying we'll talk to you later oh, cool. Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, where the river winds across the Mason and the Dixon line.